Welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. I'm your host, AJ, and we are so excited to be on this journey of faith with you. Write This Down, Luke 1, verses 26 through 38. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who is said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Today on Write This Down with Dot Bowen, Dot will be talking about remembering what is most important during the Christmas season. Now, let's sit and hear what Dot has to say. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Ah, I love Christmas. Now I'm not going to sing to you, but I love everything about Christmas. I think over the years as I thought about why is it that I am so crazy about Christmas? Now, granted, I am thankful and I praise Jesus for God to send his son. And I certainly know the true meaning of Christmas. But as I think back over Christmas, I think back over my childhood. And for many years, we didn't really celebrate any holiday, but we always would celebrate Christmas. Yesterday, December the 1st, was the anniversary of the moment that Jesus called my mom home to be with him. And oh, I know she is really celebrating his birth and who he is, the son of the Most High. I know that for me, Christmas was often shaped by my childhood. My dad, one year, he asked for Ben Crosby's record. (laughs) Yeah, record. It was the record of White Christmas. And I can still hear my dad sing, I'll be home for Christmas. And as I think about my Christmas as a child, I realize that my view and my expectations of Christmas is often shaped by those experiences, those memories We often think about Christmas as being a time to have parties and to be with friends and to open gifts. The other day I heard that there's rumor that some of the governors were going to say Christmas is going to be canceled because of the pandemic. But you know, I love what Franklin Graham said. He said, you can't cancel Christmas. Christmas is not about parties. It's not about presents. It's not about shopping. It's not about family tradition. It's really not about family. It's about Jesus. 
And you know, as many of you maybe can relate to this, I don't know. In my heart, I know the true meaning of Christmas is about the birth of Jesus. But if I'm not careful, I will find myself forgetting what it's all about and get stressed and get tired and get weary and begin to just want it over with. But you know, I don't want to be that way. I don't want to get so caught up in all the busyness that I miss thinking about that moment when God sent Gabriel down to earth to make the announcement to Mary that Mary was going to have the Messiah, that she had been chosen to be the mother of Jesus. I want you to grab your Bible and I want you to turn to Luke. And for a few minutes together, let's just think about Luke and his account of the life of Jesus. Luke starts his document on the life of Jesus by saying, many have undertaken to draw up an account on the things that have been fulfilled among us. Talking about Jesus and his life, he says that they were handed down to us by those who from the first were eyewitnesses and servants of God. He says, therefore, I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, and it seemed good for him to write an orderly account. He was writing to Theopolis, and as we are reading this letter, we are reminded that Luke was an investigator. Luke was a physician. Luke wanted to know for himself, what's the truth about this man called Jesus? And as I think about Luke, a physician, and how that he talks about Elizabeth being barren, bringing this up at the very beginning, he starts with the life of John the Baptist, the miraculous birth of John the Baptist, where that Elizabeth had been praying for many, many years that she would get pregnant. And Zechariah is a priest, and he was right in the presence of God. And then Gabriel comes to him and says, don't be afraid. Notice that every time an angel comes, he says, don't be afraid. And I understand that. I think he would have to tell me not to be afraid as well. But as he says to Zechariah that he would soon be the father of a son and that Elizabeth would be pregnant, Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I'm an old man and my wife as well, along in years. And I love what Gabriel says. I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And you know, when we think about Mary and how that Gabriel goes to Mary right after that. And he begins to tell Mary that she has been chosen, that she's the favored one and that the Lord is with her and that God was going to allow her the privilege to be the mother of the son of the most high. Mary asked Gabriel a question as well. She said, since I am a virgin, how can this be? I want you to look at verse 34. Mary says to Gabriel, how will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. And you know, when we see that the angel Gabriel says to Zechariah, Elizabeth is going to have a child. And he asks, how can I know? And Gabriel says, because you did not believe me, you are not going to be able to talk until the baby is born. That's going to be the sign that I am telling you the truth. I'm not sure that that's what Zechariah wanted as a sign. And he begins to ask the angel, how can I be sure? And you know, I've heard a lot of people talk about this because with Zechariah's question, it sounds as if he didn't believe Gabriel and that it was because of his unbelief. And it certainly says this in Luke. So I want you to really pay attention to that. But also Mary asked, how can this be? 
And I think that one of the differences is that Zechariah and Elizabeth had been praying for many years that God would answer their prayer, that they would have a child. And when God begins to answer their prayers, Zechariah begins to question, is this really of God? So the unbelief was really that God was going to answer their prayer. Where with Mary, Mary didn't ask for that. The other day I was with my granddaughter, Raleigh. She's around 15, around Mary's age. I have two granddaughters. They're 10 days apart. And Millie and Raleigh are 15. (laughs) And as I look at them, I think, wow, how young they are. And to think about Mary being engaged, they're not even dating. My grandchildren aren't. So I can't even imagine. But during this time, in biblical times, people get married earlier. And we know that Mary was engaged. And when Mary was approached by Gabriel and saying that you're going to be pregnant, I asked Riley, I said, Riley, what goes through your mind? What what would you have thought if this was you? As you know the true story about Mary and being a virgin, she said, you know, Mimi, I think I would be upset because I didn't ask for it. And, you know, as we talked about it, the story and talked about Mary and talking about her life, here was God stepping in right in the circumstances of Mary's life, about to be married. And God steps in and he changes the course of Mary's life. He changes Mary's life in a drastic measure. Here God steps in, right in the middle of Mary's plans to be married. Mary wasn't planning a baby. Mary was planning her wedding. And yet I am so surprised at Mary's response. And it really sticks to me. And I want you to to write this down. It's in verse 38. Mary says, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. And you know what? That just really stuck out to me. I have thought about that over and over and over again. Mary said, may it be to me as you have said. I am the Lord's servant. You know, I know that Mary is just a young girl. She's not holier. Mary was human. And Gabriel came to Mary and said, Mary, I've got good news. I'm about to to rock your world. I'm about to change everything that you thought your life was going to be like. And Mary said, may it be to me as you have said. You know, as Riley said, I think I would be upset because I didn't ask for that. You know how often we say, why me? And you know, as excited as I am about Christmas, and as much as I love Christmas, it does bring some of a sadness to me because I'm thinking about my parents. I'm thinking about my childhood, and that is gone. I'm no longer a child. I have children. I have grandchildren. And as I think about my mom and my dad, how I wish I could just see and talk to them, as I could just hear my dad sing, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas again, or that I would see my mother dressed up as Santa and standing at the end of her street and waving to all the cars that go by. But that can never be again. And as I think about Christmas and the way that my view of Christmas is, I'm so caught up in that it is all about family, it's all about laughter, it's all about joy, and it's all about peace. 
And you know, it really is. But it's not the things of the world. It's not other people that bring me this laughter. It's not the circumstances that this world can offer me that can bring me the peace and the contentment and the joy. It is Jesus. And as we look at this Christmas time, we understand that there are many people that are so sad during this time. Statistics and data often say during Christmas, there are more suicides, people feeling so depressed and so hopeless. And you know, as I think about that, why? Christmas is about hope. But we find ourselves, even if we are honest with ourselves, maybe we're not at the point of suicide or depression. But we look and think about Christmas and think about our expectations, our unmet expectations. We find our laughter has been replaced with tears. Our joy has been replaced with sorrow. Our peace has been replaced with fear. Our hope has been replaced with hopelessness. And often our faith has been replaced with doubt. And as we look at our circumstances, we begin to feel that there is no way out of the cave that we have called our home. If this is how you're feeling at the moment, or at least you can relate at some level being disappointed with your life at this Christmas season, can you only imagine that maybe, just maybe, Mary felt the same way. When God stepped in and turned the course of her life in a total different direction, she had to choose. Am I going to trust God Am I going to surrender my life to God's plan or am I going to be upset that God has interrupted my plan? There is a message here for us. We don't want to miss it during this time of Christmas. Luke wanted to be sure that he told us the truth of what really was going on in the life of Jesus. What happened when Mary was told that she was going to be the mother of the Messiah? Luke wanted us to know the truth so that we would not be conflicted, that we would never doubt that Jesus is the Messiah. It was very important for Luke to make sure that what he believed was true. And I love the fact that Luke was so careful to grab all the details so that he could compile them in in an order that we could know and we could be assured that this Jesus, this Jesus that I hope you have given your life to, that I have given my life to, is truly the Son of God. You see, as I think about the true meaning of Christmas, it's not just Jesus' story at Christmas. It is Jesus' story. It is the story of God sending His Son from heaven to earth. And I think so often, why? You know, we get so caught up in Mary and how it changed her life and how her dreams and hopes were replaced by God's dreams and God's hope. It was about Mary's plans being replaced by God's plan. And as I think about Mary and Joseph and how difficult it must have been, you know, when Mary said, may it be as you have said, I'm going to surrender to God's will. Mary had no idea that Gabriel had gone to talk with Joseph. She didn't know at that time when she said to Gabriel, okay, whatever God says, that's what I'm going to do. But Mary knew that if God sent this angel to her and that he even said, Elizabeth, 
Nothing is impossible with God. Elizabeth is pregnant. And she ran to see Elizabeth. And I wonder, like, was that in the shock? Was it like trying to figure out, am I dreaming? I know this was an angel. I know what he said. And as she ran and she saw Elizabeth, and as the Holy Spirit just entered into Elizabeth's heart and into her stomach, the, the baby, John the Baptist, just turned over. And she begins to say, Mary, you are the mother, the blessed mother of the Messiah. The Holy Spirit literally opened the eyes of Elizabeth and opened up the heart of Mary to say, this is true. And Mary burst out into song and she begins to glorify God. But she had no idea that once she left Elizabeth, what she was going to find. But she found that God had went before. God had a plan. And God gave Joseph the assurance that Mary had not been unfaithful to him. And they began to start out making plans for now their new life. You know, when I gave my life to Jesus and I decided to follow him, that's exactly what I did. And if you have decided to follow Jesus and you have given your life to Jesus, that's exactly what it means. That now Jesus has the responsibility of the outcome of our lives. That Jesus has a plan. Jesus has a purpose for our lives. As Luke was so excited about being able to compile all the facts that surrounded the life of Jesus so that Theopolis would know the truth because they were being told this crazy story. It was so hard to believe that this little virgin girl was able to be pregnant at the same time that she was a virgin. It did not make sense to this physician. And so he began to search and he began to ask the questions to the eyewitness. You tell me what was going on. How did all of this happen? And you know, because of Luke, we can read this story and we can have that same assurance that Jesus is the Son of the Most High. And as I think about Mary and how crazy that would be, and Mary said, not why me, but may it be as you have said. I want to have that same assurance that whatever God is asking for me to do, I want to be able to say, may it be as you say. Today, as you think about the life of Jesus, as you think about his birth, as you think about this Christmas time, don't miss out. Write this down. May it be as you have said. And ask God to give you the faith to trust Him. That no matter what God has asked of you, no matter what path, what journey you seem to find yourself in, that you know that God has asked you to travel this path. And even though Christmas may not be the celebration as you thought it would be, if you find yourself feeling alone, if you find yourself approaching this Christmas time, worrying, afraid, how are you going to buy those Christmas presents? How are you going to be able to do all that you need to get done before Christmas? I want you to stop. And together, I want you and I to just stop and think, God, it's not about us. It's about you. 
It's about you sending your son down to earth so that we can have a relationship with you. I hope you wrote some of that down. Dot will be speaking at the Breathe Retreat January 15th to 17th at Billy Graham's The Cove. To register or for more information, go to the link in the summary. We look forward to being with you again next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen as Dot continues her Christmas series. For more content from Dot, head to dotbowen.com. This podcast is brought to you by Cup of Joy Ministries and generous contributions from listeners like you. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a beat. Thanks for listening.